Hello and welcome to Mike Fetch. Um, let's get straight into it. So, um, I have not commented yet really much on the impeachment hearings. Um, this is obviously episode two. And um, what we've seen play out, I've watched basically almost every minute of the um, people that are testifying, if we call it testifying, um, and the charade and mockery um, of what's going on there. I, I my observation is that I feel like the Republicans should be a lot stronger in their verbiage and their um, being more vociferous in, in, in what a kangaroo court the whole the whole proceedings are. But um, regardless, um, what we also saw today as impeachment has moved forward to recommending to the House to vote on the impeachment offenses is that the IG report the um, was also um, released, the Inspector General report, and many people are... It, it's like a really dystopian universe where, um, you know, the conservatives and the right wing are saying this shows, you know, egregious um, action on the part of the FBI and, and, and the FISA abuses, etc., etc., and the left and MSNBC and the left wing and, and all those um, talking heads like at CNN are saying, see, it's clear there's nothing here... Um, things should move forward, and the FBI did nothing wrong. Um, it appears that that's not the case, the latter. It appears that there's going to be indictments from the Durham probe, let's call it, or the Durham investigation that's being done um, under the auspices of Barr. And I think that most, uh, you know, um, well, not most, I should say, and I think that there are many people who are going to be glad to see justice uh, play out. Now, I bite my tongue when I say that because... The people we're talking about are extremely powerful people, and um, if they can do the things that, that, that I'm speaking about and that we're seeing, then I don't know if these people go quietly. Um, and I mean that that's using every tool at their disposal if they, if they need to, um, from, from, from legal to... Um, blackmail to violence. So we're going to see how this plays out, but it's going to be, it's a very, very, uh, it's very sad that the, um, that the investigation on Trump potentially colluding, which we all know is bogus, moved forward, even though there was such a thin veil of evidence that there was anything going wrong and that, you know, people and then can be, can be spied on and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, under surveillance for this charade that was also, again, funded by the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and then we saw what, what Schiff and his committee has done, uh, his office has done recently with, um, you know, Giuliani's numbers and, and, and private citizens. Um, it's really to a point of ridiculousness. Um, and we're seeing things that there are other countries involved in the collusion that was against Trump. So it's almost everything that the uh, Democrats are are accusing of are the things that they're guilty of. It's it's so blatant. But my question is, <clears throat> ongoing, there are plenty of people in these intelligence uh, agencies and throughout the swamp and throughout D.C. and big government and even, even, even uh, state government who are continuing to collude to try and ruin Trump and take down his administration. The question I have is what other countries are currently an ongoing, ongoing activity, even though some other countries are probably going to be implicated as, as to having worked against Trump, what countries now ongoing are still, are still attempting to do that? 
And so um, I think that's a really important question that obviously I hope the intelligence services are monitoring and taking care of, but it seems like there's a little bit of a distraction when it comes to um, when it comes to Trump, uh, and they just would prefer to go after him than um, than uh, people trying to interfere in our in our elections and in our government. Um, okay, today unfortunately there was a shooting in New Jersey. The initial uh, um, uh, byline or the initial headline I saw was that it was near a it was in a Jewish neighborhood, which apparently it seems it was. But there's also a a Catholic school I think right nearby uh, where this was happening, and we don't really have any um, details now. It doesn't seem to be related to um, to being uh, um, a, a Jew hating incident um, at all. It seems unfortunate that a police officer lost his life and a bunch of other um, potential bystanders or just innocent victims. Um, but, um, this will then be paraded across the headlines as reason for gun control. But the funny thing is, is, uh, not the funny thing, but the aspect of it that's interesting is that it happened in Jersey where there's strict gun control. So, um, yeah, just shut it on that one. Um, yes, uh, on episode one yesterday, I, I, I talked a little bit about Colin Kaepernick and his, his idiocy and not taking his interview, but another aspect of the NFL and with major sports teams, but particularly the NFL, because of the sizes of their stadiums um, needed to, to play their game or, or just the, the bigger crowd, is this circular um, money flow. So what happens is the team gets all these tax breaks and an infusion of taxpayer money to build a new stadium. When the old stadium may be perfectly well, it may not have kept up with the times, but what do you do when your house is not you know, up to the times. You add on or you renovate or you make improvements. You usually don't knock down your whole house. And if you do, guess what? It's at the cost to you. The taxpayers don't help you build your new house. So my feeling always has been, if it's in the interest of an owner, meaning it's in their financial interest, then they will do it, regardless of the help they get. If it is going to be in their interest to knock down a stadium, implode it, and build a new one next door, first build a new one next door, then implode it, probably be smarter. Playing uh, the NFL in a parking lot isn't, isn't uh, probably the uh, ideal surface or situation. But if, they're going to, if, if it's in their financial interest, they will do it. If it's not, they will stay with the old stadium and they will make improvements like they did, have done at many stadiums. Many times, right? Yankee Stadium had improvements. Shea Stadium had improvements. Many baseball fields, football fields have had improvements made to them. I get people want shiny and new. I get an owner wants shiny and new. Do it at your own cost. So what happens is, and they say it creates jobs, but let's look at those jobs. The construction jobs and the engineering jobs are there for a few years while it's being built, and then it's on to the next project. The other jobs that are mainly created are security and vendors, Okay, the vendors are, 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 are usually minimum wage jobs, probably not even offering health insurance. Security might be the same thing, probably hourly. So what jobs are we really talking about here? Okay, grounds crews and stuff like that, you already have those people. So we're not really talking about really creating that many jobs. But the owner puts out, let's say, half the money. $500,000 come or, or you know, millions of dollars come from the, uh, sorry, <coughs> The owner puts out, let's say, $500 million for a stadium, and the owner's going to put out half, and $250 million or $200 million is going to have to come from the, from the citizens. Well, that enables the owner to then pay these inflated salaries uh, for these crazy salaries to these athletes. And then we're 
being charged to watch the games, right? Like, I can't just put on, like I used to, channel 246, sorry, 245 or 9 and watch an NFL game anymore. I either have to have cable that I'm paying for, and the net, that cable network has a deal to broadcast the game and make money from advertising, or I have to sign up and pay pay for something online, or I can stream it, you know, and not, and not pay. But that's you know that's a, that's a side effect. Um, I can try and stream it from from a site online. But if I want to get it legitimately, I have to then pay for that game. So I my tax money goes to build that owner a stadium to make tons of money. I can't afford the tickets to get into the game, and then I'm paying again via my network. To get the games, there's tons of tons of blackouts. So even if I'm a, I'm a fan living in Denver and I want to see the Giants or I want to see the Raiders or I want to see Atlanta, that game may be blocked out. Okay, so we're being fleeced every step of the way with these athletes, and that's why that's why you have crybabies like Colin Kaepernick who feel privileged and entitled. They should be in the league. They should be getting paid millions of dollars, and everyone should be listening to them because there's never been any consequence. They keep, the, the salaries keep going up. The taxpayers keep paying into it, and we keep buying this the, 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 the games, the networks. You know, or we go to a bar, but you know, either way, we're, we're paying in, in some way, shape, or form to view that game. And again, then most of the people are priced out of getting tickets to that particular, you know, to their team. Unless their team really stinks. But you catch my drift. So this circular money grab needs to stop because that money needs to go to schools and small business help and loans and to assist the people of the city, uh, you know, fixing potholes, fixing infrastructure, education, um, water, sanitation, the things that matter to the people of the state or the city. I mean, it's pretty basic. Okay? Anyway, uh, we hit 10 minutes. The one thing I will also say, uh, uh, um, wrap up with, is that um, uh, one little piece of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is commemorating and memorializing our fight against the popular culture, the what was then predominant Greek culture, which continues today, the Greek-Roman the Edom culture and our resistance to giving into it via forsaking our Torah, our God, our lifestyle, our way of life, and this is the um, this is the exile that we are still in. We are we we have Israel. It's not complete. And many Jews are still living um, outside um, Israel, and we are still in an exile. But Hanukkah reminds us: we are the light. We are the love. Thanks very much for listening to Mike Vetch. Speak soon.